Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 71. Um, we went on about a month-long hiatus, I do believe it was. Uh, we were doing some matches from Calgary and Edmonton uh, during the break here. Um, first of all, we would like to thank Adam Weber for being with us for the first 70 episodes. He has decided to uh, move his talents along and uh, open up a spot for maybe a a new podcast member we don't know we're, we're in talks with some people um but just to uh bring in our sponsor of the week we have all-star bowling sales once again bring in our special guest so i'd just like to thank the wiseman twins for uh sticking it through another episode uh hopefully you guys don't leave us anytime soon as well but uh <laughs> wow, that's a lot of pressure yeah not at all not at all <laughs> uh our special guest mark miller uh the secondary host that took over one of the weeks for us mm-hmm. thanks gary uh glad to be here no problem um so that'll be our first topic mark the calgary clash uh brian hurst came out on top after it was all said and done um how did that run and uh are you guys looking at doing something that again um yeah actually it went really well um again i'll kind of start from the beginning i want to thank bobby kite for for bringing this brainchild uh to life and then for you carrie and the five pin universe for uh, being able to stream it for us um it was a lot of fun um unfortunately we couldn't pick every top bowler from calgary um there's there's lots of talented bowlers in the area so for those bowlers i'm sorry uh, if we do it again i'll be i'll be thinking of you but um no all in all it was good brian Hurst played very well we've seen some some close matches and and hopefully we brought uh five pin bowling a little bit of uh, media attention in this time of COVID-19. <laughs> right? Yeah, so. no, for sure. I don't even know if we should call it COVID-19 anymore. Just call it COVID. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, it's going to be COVID-19, but- 20, 21, 22. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, everybody was good. Uh, almost everybody that we asked uh, came right on right away. Um, we had some pretty cool guest commentators with uh, Stacy and Rich Weber, Eric Christensen, um, Tracy Smith. Uh, Mike came on, um, and uh, yeah, and then Dex and Kerry yourself, and then Tim, you weren't invited. Uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> no, probably not. I was told to be. I was told to be nice to you. I was told to be nice to you. Uh, that's, it's good to be in a in a chat with gentlemen and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was congratulations to Brian Hurst. Brian Hurst played really well. Um, probably averaged about two two seventy five, two eighty. So, uh, congrats to Brian Hurst if he's watching this. Yeah, there there were some really good matches. Um, it's interesting, even even if it's like you know, uh, m- maybe not like on the same scale as like the tour finals and stuff like that. It's really interesting walking in there and having like cameras there and. On you, behind you, and out in front of you, and knowing that there's people talking about you, and uh, I think it affects people more than they think it's going to. The first time they get out there, it's like there can be nobody in that building, but everyone's still watching. And uh, yeah, I, you could definitely tell that some nerves get there too. And it's a good learning experience for people, and, and that's uh, especially for those who do end up making like tour finals and stuff like that. It's amazing what a little bit of those experiences can actually help you with too. So. Yeah, it super yeah it's a 
it's interesting too, right? Because these guys have been off for four or five months, right? And we just thrown them right back into it. They are being streamed. Totally. They're, pro they're probably eight games into a tournament. They're kind of already feeling comfortable, right? So, and then, and then not just um, other matches going on. They are the match. You're the only match, right? You're the only. Totally. You're the only uh, spectrum. So. Yeah, you're so, the sole focus. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But but uh, there was some nerves for sure, but. Uh, went away after the first game but uh, i know Wilson. some bowlers some, some <laughs> bowlers wanted want want to do over but uh again yeah. congratulations to brian hurst defeating uh defeating bobby kite in the final oh, bobby kite would you, would bobby you say kite. it was would you say it was almost too quiet in the bowling center sometimes as rich as rich would say yeah. you could hear a pin drop okay because i i i, I heard it was very, too quiet yeah and if you listen very carefully you might hear five pin drops Oh, <laughs> or people are or, or people talking, right? So yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, <laughs> or people oh, talking. Sorry. sorry, give me two seconds while I go to the bathroom and vomit from Mark's joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, was, no, I I think it was really cool. Um, I we never had any negative feedback from what I understood. There was no nobody saying anything about the um, the format you guys chose. I know the last day was extremely long. Um, yeah, but it seemed to seemed to work out. Everybody was having having a good time. I'm not sure how mm -hmm. it was for commentary, Mark. Um, I unfortunately haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. I kind of snip it through it. But uh, how was commentating for that long a time? Was it all right, or did it seem to drone on a few times? It it droned. Uh, well, if if they were throwing strikes, it was fine, right? It was when. It was when the matches slowed down a bit, um, but we had some good commentators. We brought in Rich and Stacy, and we had Mike and Eric, right? So kudos to them for sticking around for four hours. And then we brought in uh, we brought in Rob Wolfson for the final match, which kind of gave it a little bit of life. But uh, no, it was, overall it was okay. Yeah, again, a little slow, but we just didn't want to make these guys come back one more time because um, we could have done two, 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 and one, right? For seven matches, but we just decided to go two, two, and three. Oh, for sure. Um, it so, was quite like, enjoyable yeah. jumping in five beers deep. Hey, Dex, you're up. <laughs> I'm in. <Yeah. laughs> late, late, night, late night bowling with Dexter. But uh, again, uh, lots of lots of kind words came in. So I just want to thank everybody for watching. And and I know um, other zones are interested, and as they should be, we need to get pipe and bowling out there. Yeah, I guess I kind of want to take a moment to address those people that message us and stuff. Um, we got messages across the country. Um, it's not um, a lack of not wanting to. It's a, literally a lack of time commitment. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us have full-time jobs and finding time to not only do this podcast, which I think is really important, but also to fit in those matches. So maybe we can do maybe Edmonton one week and then the next week we can do another center or something like that. Maybe we'll, we'll get talking to some people and see if we can mix some, mix things up and uh, spread it out. Cause unfortunately time is kind of the only factor here. So. Oh, and by the way, I have not shifted your equipment back yet. It is not lost. Don't play even on post. That's Mark Miller. <laughs> um, Mark, just uh, bring up with Melinda. Tell Melinda, bring it up this weekend. I'll grab it. The uh, package? Yeah. Okay, I can do that. You mean you want me to talk to her? <laughs> uh, you are married. Fine. <laughs> no, that works. That's fine. 
<laughs> Sounds good. What do you got? What do you got going on this weekend, Tim? You got an EGM or what? Yeah, an EGM. Yeah. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> yeah, you excited. You, you look. You look ecstatic. You're just ready for it. Right? Oh, oh, I'm just. I'm just. I'm pumped for another like seven hour meeting. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's on the What's on the docket? Anything good coming up at the uh, AGM there? Uh, well, yeah, we're just going to try to figure out our lives, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot to go on. Um, we're going to figure out how we're going to run events and, and our protocols on, on day-to-day operations with AHS and, and all other stuff. So um, I, I just think it's just uh, it's just a nightmare right now. And obviously, like Dexter mentioned, that we all kind of sick of talking about COVID, but we have to, right? And uh, I, I'm just very fortunate, at least our board is willing to um, – at least try to most of us try to social distance there we can at least have a big enough room we can all get in the room and and do all that kind of stuff where i think a meaningful uh talk is a lot easier than over uh phone because i can tell you a long meeting you just end up pushing on mute and just start listening when you don't want to listen right so (laughs) i don't i don't know who would do that yeah yeah everybody should be invested in uh, i was i was i was i was invested for as long as i could for the other one yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i guess speaking of meetings um the wcbt and the autumn (laughs) open made a a real tough decision um here not too long ago um mark do you want to touch on that with uh the autumn open and paradise lanes yeah so i just want to thank uh again carrie and dex I uh, didn't really talk to Tim about it, but you guys kind of gave me some <laughs> words of wisdom. <laughs> Sorry, you got your own, you got a five problems, Tim. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, actually, Dex brought up a good a good point the other day too. Is AHS is slowly changing their uh, rules? So right now, um, according to AHS, we are now allowed to travel in tournaments. However, it has to, if the people cannot maintain a six foot distance uh, between each other, you're only allowed maximum of 50 people over a weekend. Um, unfortunately, that's just not enough to host the autumn. And we are trying to get creative in ways where maybe we can ensure that there are pods and social distancing during the qualifiers, and then maybe run some sort of mini league 50 person at the end but it's it's a nightmare right now what we need is 80 or 100 but anyways back back to the point uh, autumn opens postponed it's not going to happen thanksgiving weekend i want to thank everybody for for hanging in there and maybe not taking the the holiday off yet but um we're looking at new days and we're just watching the ahs and hopefully they can give us some sort of stipulations where we can we can uh, run this tournament because it's uh, it's going on its 48th year, right? So we just want to explore all avenues and sure we're not we're not going to be uh, a, a committee to just throw in the towel. We want this to happen, but we want to make sure we're following the rules as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah AHS came out this week saying that travel is allowed for tournaments, but they don't want to create cohorts for just a weekend. So I don't really understand how that even like falls into tournaments, really. Like I, I don't I don't know how like ninety nine percent of tournaments are designed to run in a weekend. So I I, I don't know what that even means. Um, Going to have to t- take up cycling, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's super bizarre. Um, 
Mark, I did I did send in an uh send in a uh, tournament or a proposal to AHS yesterday um outlining how we would run TPC um mm -hmm. and uh for those listening um that would be again playing in squads as Carrie has suggested before so on Friday we'd run three three shifts on Saturday we'd run three shifts um you'd have squad 1 2 and 3 uh if you play in squad 1 on Friday then you would only be able to play in squad one on Saturday. We cannot have people change in and out of those squads. So whatever that up to 48 people for us would be, would be the same for Friday and Saturday, but that gives you an opportunity to play two shifts. Um, that would have uh, facilitate up to 144 individuals, um, which is not a bad number at all. Uh, obviously, there'd be limited re-entries based on that because you can only play twice. Um, so, but if we were able to fill that, we'd we'd be historically we'd be looking in around two hundred entries, um, right. which would be would be nice. Um, there'd obviously be limited to no spectators, um, <clears throat> just so that there's space in there uh, for the Sunday finals for us. Uh, and Regina, we've always ran the 32s all at one time. Uh, we'd probably go back to the way that Collingwood used to do it, where you'd have top qualifier pick either a nine, nine p.m. or sorry, nine a.m. shift or a ten a.m. shift, and uh, from there, uh, whoever's on that side of the bracket will play at that time. So we'd have sixteen people play at a time at all times. It'd only be one on one. Um, so the Sunday portion of it would be super easy to socially distance. So hopefully we can get away out of that, you know, 50 person mini league cohort and, yeah. uh, not have to worry about that by socially distancing on the Sunday. So hopefully we've sent it in, um, hopeful for a reply sometime soon. Um, am I progress, hopeful right? that it'll, yeah, I'm hopeful they'll accept it. I personally have a little bit of doubt just because we've sent in a request for um, in Edmonton for our youth. We run a, we call it youth rep travel league. And literally they just have teams made up from each center in uh, within Edmonton area. And uh, once a month they go and they play against each other, the six events throughout a year. Um, it is literally, literally an actual mini league. Under 50 people, a literal actual mini league within the municipality, and they came back and said no, no, which is really interesting, mm -hmm. uh, and it really makes absolutely no sense to me at all. Um, so, but the request is in for TPC. Uh, we'll see what they say because if they come back and say yes, then we have that in in writing, and we will figure that out. Um, if they say no, then you, we'll, we'll have to go back and table that and work on something back, new. Um, the same, board. Yeah, same sort of thing with uh, Masters, really. Um, I'm going to send in another request from a, from, from a different email and be like, hey, we, we run Masters. And, and for, for our tournament division, again, like to me, I, I feel like this falls into that, that guideline really easily. Um, they say either you either have to social distance or you have to follow the mini league protocols and the mini league protocols for those not in Alberta is under 50 people. If you can't socially distance um, our masters, our tournament masters division, and, and we're allowed travel now. So our tournament masters division is, 
you know, under 40 people every year. I mean, it was, I think, under 40 last year. Newfoundland was uh, the Nationals last year, and that's historically one of our largest um, uh, entries for tournament masters. So I, I can't imagine that our numbers are going to go up with everything going on. So even if we have 30 people and we just have a cutoff date for this, it's like you have to say you are playing and entered by this point. If you do not, you are not included in this cohort because we cannot add new people into that cohort later on. So yeah. you have to be entered by this point. And then to me, it's under 50 people. We have six I events a year. Well, I, th yeah. I think so I too. So right? uh, well, I, like, I agree. Like The Rep Travel League is exactly the same thing as this is. And, and how we got denied on it is beyond me. It's exactly the same thing. I, I just think um, it's all great and stuff asking them because obviously that gives you it in writing and covers your butts and stuff like that. But literally to a point, if you're not if you're not obstructing any rules, there's no no issues with it. Um, are you are we almost shooting ourselves in the foot by requesting these and you get it to let's say it's a paper pusher that yeah. just sees and sees tournaments as no. Yeah, totally. I, it, it, it's uh, it's yeah. it's tough. Like I Dex and I went on a lengthy discussion about it today. Like I I I I'm all for running tournaments and we need to run tournaments. I just deep down side I worry about it one because of the heritage kind of fiasco we had, right? You know, and and it was a different circumstance back then. Um, way, way different. Way different. But I mean, like it's it's one thing if somebody is uh, can come up to a ball field and say, "Hey guys, you're, you guys can't be playing ball. Get out." It's another thing if they do it to a private business, right? And I think that hurts a little bit more, right? I I just think like you guys are like all these uh, centers are running leagues now. I I don't understand how mm -hmm. these masters tournaments are outside of the 14 day limits. Right. Yeah. So it, to me, the contact tracing is there. The social, maybe not so much the social distancing, but the cohort situation is there. I just don't yeah. see a reason why it would be denied. I don't what, get what, it. I, don't, I, I totally agree. Well, so well, I, I, sorry. sorry yeah. I had the same conversation with Tim. I was like, Hey Tim, like, honestly, like, I don't know if I want to send in a request for this to see if they'll allow it. Because to me, when I read the guidelines, it's clear as it, 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 to me, it fits in there very easily, but we need to look after the organization and make yeah. sure that, so we, we don't, we don't want to run it and then have something shut down. I think the TPC one absolutely needs a firm yes or no, just yeah. simply because the, the size of that event and, uh, and the magnitude of, you know, the travel for everybody else, because if they show up and, it, and it's shut down, I mean, that really sucks. That's really bad. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's just crazy that in Alberta, they opened up uh, cohorts to multiple teams now. So, like, they, they, they said it was not a problem when they opened up bowling, but they kind of, I don't know, it was underneath the carpet. They said, okay, yeah, you guys can do it, but don't say anything. And now it's officially out there that you can be part. I can bowl. I can play volleyball. I can do all these other things, play ball, whatever I want to do, right? And play multiple ones if I wanted to. So what what's the difference in in us uh, bowling this league, say on a Sunday night or th our Thursday night league, and then us playing Masters, right? Yeah. And but and, or, I, or or my kid or one of my YBC kids playing uh, qualifying to play a, a rep team. It's a, it's another league altogether, right? It's a rep league, you travel league, and for it to get denied. But then I was talking to our 
uh, Bulbert, a director, and he said tournaments you must like uh, from what he talked to this guy. Now I don't know if it's in writing or whatnot, but when he talked to the guy, um, you, you have to bowl in a tournament. If you're bowling in a tournament, you have to bowl in your league from your league um, play team. So like, so like you like only you carry Dexter, you know, Katie, Jen, and mm. Julie Kittle, right? And I'm like, well, where does that say that on there, right? So that's not in the rules, though. So I well, yeah, that's what, that's what that's what I was like, having an argument about, right? I don't I don't see that being in there, right? So, um, I just I just it's frustrating. There's there's ways you can see it, and there's ways you can't. And I'm just I'm kind of more or less fucking pissed. I'm not, I'm not, I can't I can't deal with this shit anymore. And I just like I said to Dex is like I just I would for just peace of mind just going through HS and getting a yes or no maybe makes it a little bit easier. At but, least you're because yeah. some, somebody's always on your case, right? So the, the issue too is you can you can put in paperwork and it takes a week or two or three to go through, and next thing you know the rules have changed. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, like, and uh, we to... be... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. We, like, we weren't allowed to travel, whatever, two, three weeks ago. Now we're allowed to travel. It's all of a sudden in the documents. So I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to follow sometimes. And they're... So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead, Dex. Bye, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> what were you I talking about, Dex? No, okay, go ahead, Tim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but well, I, was, I was sorry. I was reading Chris's comment there, Bradford's or Bradford Chris. I mean, he goes anyways. But um, it's crazy to think that at least in bowling. I mean, I was talking to some uh, hockey players. Like they, they had to dress their kids or themselves. They had to go full dress while they uh, before they get in the arena before, and they had to put their skates on at the rink. There's no dressing oh. room. All right, so right, right. So imagine you're driving to the arena and you're wearing full pads, full everything, and then then you're laying carry- back, laying down in the back of a truck. <laughs> then you're then you're just carrying your skates in and <laughs> your stick. <laughs> but it's crazy though. Like I I, I just think like I, I understand this all these protocols, but I mean there there has to be like a middle ground here, right? You know, because yeah yeah I don't know. There doesn't there doesn't have to be though. It's it's. It's whatever they tell us is what we have to go by, yeah. and, and and they're just they're just simply not aware, right? We we need we need somebody who's a bowler working for AHS to start doing this stuff. Yeah, it- yeah, uh, it's just like um, unfortunately any other organization, it, your lower level people that are accepting these applications, um, they're being told one thing, and they get this su- certain guidelines. But let's face it; those guidelines are astronomically large. Nobody's going to know every in and out, and it, yeah. it's just like every other organization. Unfortunately, some you might say get denied at one point. You resend it the next day. Somebody else gets it. It may be approved. It's yeah. it's a horrible way to look at it. But yeah. I've, I've been doing government. Uh, guideline stuff for quite a while and i i totally understand why some of this stuff gets turned around and and they're getting ab i'm sure they're getting absolutely bombarded right yeah. all of a sudden yeah like two days ago they're like yep you can do tournaments well you know that they have thousands of tournament applications getting sent in just being like hey like this is what we want to do right yeah, thousands yeah. and that's and that's through biz connect too so like that's that's not really designed for sport to begin with. That's designed for business. So they're still dealing with regular business stuff and then add in all those tournaments and 
Yeah. <sighs> so, so I guess like the main thing I look at it is as long as the tournament meets the guidelines and you have proper contact tracing, like everybody's pre-registered, you have mailing addresses, you have contact information for them. So if something ever did happen, God forbid COVID enters the bowling world, but if it did, at least we would have a way to protect ourselves and say, you know what, these were all the people at this event, 14 day quarantine, we'll see you in 22 days at the next possible event. Like totally. That, that's that's what the contact tracing is there for. That's to help protect the people. It's not yeah. to shun them away from playing any of these sports. It's to help them be protected if they do play these sports. Absolutely. And the other thing is too is like our, our community is like pretty close knit and everyone gets along really well. And I, I think that we're kind of at the point where we we know what's happening with all this stuff. And I think there's like a mutual respect amongst all of us that you know if we were having our tournament masters and somebody's not feeling well i think at this point people would have enough respect to be like you know what i'm not going to play this set yeah. i'm in i'm not going to play this set because you know if i am carrying it i would feel terrible and the yeah. other side of it too is like you know what tpc is one thing you know um i don't know if i would suggest this for that uh for a reason i'll get to in a second but you know if it's for tournament masters if that means that hey a week before you have to go get tested i don't care I guess I could I would do that. I would have no problem doing it. It's quick, it's easy, it's in and out, you're out in five minutes, and then everybody knows that at least for this week or when you started this week, you don't have it. TPC is tougher because of the people flying in and going through airports and stuff like that. That's that's difficult because you can definitely contract it much easier on your way to the event. Um, so I don't know how effective getting tested ahead of time would be, but uh uh, I I, th I think we could definitely find ways to to ensure that everyone's safe. Uh, so Luke, um, it was the same here in Alberta. It was uh, four team four team mini leagues, um, and you said consider scratching two events just in case. Alberta already does that; they do a best four out of six for their masters division. Um, yeah. Gary asked about uh, masters nationals. When does it has to be decided? Okay, so Gary, we had a master's meeting this weekend. I'm not 100% sure how much I'm supposed to say, but here I am, and you put me on the spot, so thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so um, whether nationals are a thing or not, as an organization, we will still be running tournaments. Um, it's hard to say right now whether that's going to be to go to a nationals or to declare provincial champions, and I know that, that that's... Uh, that's tough and that's a deterrent to people as well. Um, but as an organization and with our um, mantra and our guidelines um, for our organization, we still need to run these events. We still need to find a way to create some funding. If we don't run the events the way that our mantra says, then we may not be allowed to get funding and casinos. So no matter what happens, we will be pushing forward and we will be finding a way to run these events at some point this year. Whether or not it goes to nationals is another story. Um, we are very hopeful that we will be able to. Um, a lot of it will depend, my personal opinion will depend on what's happening around the country for Masters too. I know there are some that are starting later. Some are starting in March even next year um you know i've seen some documents from ontario um nothing is like obviously canceled but it definitely has a negative connotation to it 
Um, but that's that's here nor there. I mean, they could definitely that could change in a heartbeat, and they can maybe start running again in January or something when things start to get better there too. The biggest problem that we are facing is that uh, we have a contract with our um, our uh, hotel, host hotel, um, and uh, that's coming up at the end of this year uh, for like a kill date on that. Um, we need to renegotiate that because um, if by that date uh, we don't cancel the contract, then and then if Masters Nationals isn't a go, then Alberta Masters is on the hook for an, an astronomical oh. amount of money. I don't even I won't even say it, but it's it's a stupid amount of money that uh, uh, it would honestly cripple our organization for probably forever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there's a lot on the go. I can't say whether it, it, nationals will be a go or not. It's just way too early in the process. Um, but obviously, as information comes out, we will mm-hmm. share it with you. There's now, my really long-winded answer. Um, <laughs> Luke, uh, on the other side, I know that your Quebec contingent, if I believe I saw the post that it was in, uh, you guys aren't starting until the 2021 year, right? So that makes it even tougher for for Alberta to be deciding this, right? Right. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's where the negotiation with the hotel will uh, will will really play into it as well. So hopefully, hopefully with everything going on, um, they'll be a little bit more lenient. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully we'd be a little bit. They'll be a little bit more lenient with everything going on. The nice thing is, is like this is not an independent hotel. It's not even a chain of hotels. Our host hotel is the Fantasyland Hotel in West Edmonton Mall. And they're, uh, from my understanding, West Edmonton Mall is doing fairly well. Hopefully they can give us some sort of extension so we have a better idea of what's happening before then. It's just such a messed up world, right? So, um, yeah, we're working on it as things as we find out things. We'll let you know. But no matter what happens, we will be running Alberta Masters. So keep that in mind and please consider entering regardless of where this is going to go. So I imagine, Tim, the A5 meeting coming up this weekend is obviously going to discuss um, for the scratch side of things open and then probably interprovincial for the rest. You guys are probably going to make a decision this weekend or is it going to be a kind of a wait and see kind of thing again? Uh, wait and see. I mean, obviously we left the, the provincials for the open from last year still open for this year, but I, I, for, for December until December 31st, but I, I can't see it running. So I, I, I really think that's going to be probably dealt with first of all. And then I think that uh, I, I think we wait and see, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I have ideas that we can probably try to figure a way to, to get some time on our hands the nationals for a lot of these things is is March or April or May and June, right? So if we can buy some time somehow creatively to run these events, um, especially the zone events, then maybe we can buy some time to get the provincials done, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that is the big part. Um, as for the national part, as I know, like, the Atlantic bubble is a, is a big problem right now. Right. And, uh, and the two weeks in two weeks out and you get it when you go in the Atlantic bubble, a lot of you guys maybe already know if you go there, you have to be quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. So for any national event right now, I know the government out there is pretty weary about 
hosting anything right now, even into end of May, early June. So it is, it's kind of like a, a tough situation right now out there for, um, but I mean, well, eight months, there was a six, 10 or 10 months away. So it's a, it's a long ways away, but it matter again, your events in order to go. Right. And, uh, We'll, we'll see it by time by time, but we got to figure out something for Alberta on try to run these events. Um, I, th- I think a lot of it you can figure out, but I don't know. It, it's tough. Like it's at least we have an idea now. I didn't an idea when we got shut down. We, I mean, everybody, nobody had an idea what to do. Right. So we ha- we've had some, at least an idea of what we can fix now. So, right. Um, so um, I guess kind of going back to masters, would I know there a while back I was talking to Gino. Um, they did zone qualifying for masters. Um, is that an option that the masters kind of kicked around or are they kind of decided that since travel has opened up that it's provincial or nothing? Well, um, that's really hard to say. So our meeting was on Sunday. Um, we got word that travel was allowed yesterday. So right. none of that really came up at all. Um, well, no, that's not true. It did come up. We discussed it. I just don't know. I don't know if that's fair in any sort of realm. Um, mostly because, like, no, no offense to, like, you know, Central, but, like, Heritage is uh, Heritage is a fair house but it's far more difficult than like, you know, Sherwood Park is or Bonnie Dune is, or even Paradise Lanes is. And now Toppler's like really good scoring. Like does, is that, is that fair to people in the central location or South location or North location? Um, Will they even have an opportunity? Will, what if um, I'm just, just spitballing here. What if, you ran the first set of master's tournaments in your specific zone, and then it opens up by, say, January. Then you just flip-flop. The north goes plays in central. Oh, Calgary goes well, plays in central, and then central just goes up to Edmonton well, or Calgary well, or whatever. I, I just feel bad for Bonnie. She's bowling by herself. So, Yeah. <laughs> um, but that means she, she can show up late all she wants and still get her eight games in. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I mean that that's definitely a possibility but as of right now so our first dates were oh man uh the weekend after thanksgiving yeah uh so october the 17th and 18th um we aaron and i created a secondary set of dates as well in anticipation that the first dates wouldn't be able to run um that's december 12th and 13th um so we have that backup plan already. Um, and if things continue to open up, I mean, I was surprised that travel was allowed to open up now. Hopefully by then, if we don't get a go-ahead for October, that's still two months after that. So hopefully we can get some sort of go-ahead for that. If that's not the case, then the other thing that we talked about, and it's not the best best scenario, but it's a scenario nonetheless, is run the last three events or sorry, the last four tournaments and make it best three of four instead. Um, so uh, ultimately, my personal thoughts is uh, for tournament division, for sure, I want to try to do as much as we can in the same facility so it's fair and equal across the board. Just because there is such disparity in pinfall across 
the, you well, know, if, the you, province. if you guys would stop picking Bonnie Dune and Sherwood Bowl, then you wouldn't have those problems. But no, it's easy. It's only two centers you want to go to right now. <laughs> well, but, but, but Bonnie Dune will take is the only one that'll take Saturday. And you know what? I told Tim today we can have somebody else host host Sunday. But uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> hey man, a lot of those centers yeah. might take it because open bowling isn't doing that well. So totally. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, obviously, hopefully things open up. Just, um, yeah, just, go ahead, Tim. Just lock the door and have a private event. Screw it. <laughs> you're, you're stealing that out of somebody's playbook. That's to be told later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a pitch for you guys and for our audience that are in the chat. Um, I really want to, because let's say Masters, the Open, stuff like that just isn't feasible or doesn't get the green light. Would you be willing to see, um, I guess, team play? So Sherwood Bull decides to have a team, and Bonnie Dune has a team, Heritage has a team, Paradise, Chinook, and they do like a travel league. You go there, you can play on your own set by yourselves against the other team that plays on the other set. You can social distance, you can do all that, and you do a travel league once every month or once every six weeks and put some cash on the line, put some team sponsors up. Um, and Five Pin Universe would love to live stream something like that. Mm -hmm. Would you think that's more feasible since you can clearly social distance uh, you would have your six-person cohorts, your five players and a coach. You can make stipulations that you have a female player on a team. Like, There's lots of options and lots of things you can do with that and fall well within Alberta's restrictions. Well, I've always actually thought about doing something like this, and I, Carrie, I completely agree on this. Um, Jen, I think it would have to come through us because it has to probably be Alberta, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, just to stay within uh, their own restrictions. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But if, if the both provinces have the same restriction rules, um, there is no ban on provincial yeah. travel. So yeah, on that's, the web, that is true. On the website, anyways. But um, I, I, I always thought uh, once a month would be great, right? And you have your team, or whatever, your captains or whatnot. Yeah, it'd be just the Anseth crew, right? So. Um, but I, but I always thought maybe like a, you, you had like a roster. That's what I always thought. Maybe a roster mm -hmm. and you have a roster of eight players or seven players or whatever. And then that month you would only take five or whatever. I think that yeah. would work out well. It's a little bit more flexible. And then if people yeah. can't make it, you're not, you're not a big deal. Um, I would be all for that. I think that'd be really good. Yes. Yeah. I think it'd be super fun. I think that's something we're missing in our game. It's something that's like super common in the, Eastern provinces and Candlepin and stuff like that. They do those sort of tournaments all the time. Um, I don't know why we don't have that a lot here, but uh, yeah. I think that's a good idea. I, I think it definitely fits Alberta restriction rules. It's it, it just makes a lot more sense. It's a lot easier to handle, and you would have your registration and stuff like that. Like Tim said, you have a roster, so contact tracing is not an issue. It, I don't know. I think if there's smarter people than me out there that know a little bit more of the HS and are willing to help work on something like this, 
<laughs> AHNS, my bad. Yeah, you do Sorry, it again. People. You do it again. <laughs> dealing dealing with OHNS all the time. <laughs> Alberta Health Services. Um, if somebody wants to come up with some guidelines and see if we can make something like this work, I am more than willing to put a little extra time in each day to try and figure something like that out. I think it'd be a heck of a heck of a thing. Everybody puts in some money and maybe you can gather sponsors if it gets live streamed and could could you could you almost have like uh uh when you have NFL league or or an NHL league when you have a a brand new team what what's that what's that fee called when you when you put your team forward we buy a team like a franchise fee I don't know franchise fee and you can have a franchise fee and those sure. players can pay that franchise fee and that'd be some of the money already up front for you guys for this stuff where you don't have to pitch in each week you said this is a franchise fee yeah right and yeah. then and then it's up to um i would assume you'd want to have a coach or a manager somebody that would pick who plays on that roster that that month or yeah. whatever the situation is and then that team is up to them to gather that the funds to play in that league and then you can go to your local sponsors you can get team shirts and stuff like that and and we know everybody plays in leagues and stuff like that but this would be i think it would be highly competitive and we could really throw some um production value towards it and you never know it might be something to look at in the future as uh mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, we don't, everybody we, yeah. everybody enjoys on the weekend watching a football game i know five pins not nearly as exciting but when you know the players and you know the situations and stuff like that, maybe it'll draw some interest from the five pin community across the country. And that's what the five, well, you said the, the West side, right? That's what it's missing. It's missing this make your own team high stakes tournament, right? Not not qualify for a team, right? So would, would you be restricted to playing with uh, players in your league or would you open it to the center? Would you open it up to the city? Or is there guidelines for that? I, is there I think that'd be, that, that would be some, some discussion some in the league management to decide what our restrictions will be. Yeah, I think it'd be totally cool if you had somebody like a captain like the PBA does and they and they draft the team. Right? Because it'd be, be really cool to play with other people across. Cause, yeah. I, I yeah. mean... We, we already play with we play already play enough with Edmonton people. I mean, I'm you're, I'm already you, over it, right? You're <laughs> right. I think that's a good idea for the future, Tim. I don't know if that's the right idea for now. Just yeah, because right, like, right now it's probably a lot easier to build your own team and yeah, get it in, right? We we need to have we need to have people within our own cohorts already. Yeah. No, for sure. So yeah. it's really it's really hard for me to say. Oh, Mark's in my cohort. Oh yeah, of he, 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 he just lives all these kilometers away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. that's what I mean, right? So yeah. uh, I think at least currently it needs to be uh, like you know local selections. Um, I like the, I don't mind the idea of like you know within the center, but I don't know if that matters either. I know there's definitely like two or three centers here that could field some pretty decent teams, but yeah. I I think just the the team would have to pick a center. Like let's say they let's say you could pick anybody in the province or across the western provinces if um, Saskatchewan wants to get in on this, and BC, you could literally pick any center, but that would have to be a host for one of the weekends. You just couldn't pick a random 
a random place that will never host an event that that would be kind of the stipulation because you would have to have a a home a home series or whatever you want to call it so so carrie i gotta i got i gotta know uh where would you take your talents would you take them to sherwood park i don't know heritage lane kind kind of a free agent (laughs) ain't i to be to be be honest he probably played for heritage is a lot easier to make that team (laughs) who's high average in your league right now tim Oh, I might see Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, we'll we'll start seeing when you need to throw a strike and ten to win a match. Uh, Actually, pin, no, three pin guaranteed. Three pin. That's guaranteed. the reason why you're doing so good because you don't even know who we're facing or what we need. That's right. No pressure. <laughs> There's no pressure anymore. I get it. Ah, that makes sense. Right. Well, yeah, Robert, uh, you said you can be manager. Uh, be honest with you, uh, 2015 Open, you got no press sheets right, so that'd be a no. Hey, maybe I take my talents to Heartland Bowl. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I love that you actually refer to them as talents. Well, <laughs> my my fifty kilometer hour speedball that maybe picks three pins half the time. Yeah, uh, I, I don't feel like Stetler's your best option. Um, no, you no. notoriously not if we want to win at home. <laughs> that place is that place is horrible pinfall. I mean, horrible. <laughs> Best hot dogs in town, though. If you have a chance, best hot dogs in town. That's right. Yeah. Love <laughs> you, Robert. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, so, the people out there, if they're listening or if they catch this podcast on the audio version, if you want to send in some thoughts, send it in to us on Facebook or you can reach one of us. You know somebody's number. We'll try and, try and figure this out and see if this is plausible. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe uh, BPG could sponsor a team, huh? DB hmm. can get on a team. Oh, that hmm. Daryl—that's the only way Daryl gets on. But no, just kidding. <laughs> Tim's throwing daggers. <laughs> well, I'm not very good. I'm only averaging two thirty. I went three pin deuce on Sunday, so I can't really. I can't, not very good. Three pin deuce. I went <laughs> what? You can't even say you're rusty. You've bowled two weeks of leagues already. Left, left, three pin, right, deuce. Okay, uh, good adjustment. Good adjustment. <laughs> real, real good adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> hey Miller, would you want to get in on something like this if that was a possibility? Yeah. Oh yeah, I I, I know. Yeah. Um, Paradise and Toppler between the two two centers, there's at least enough talent for for th- even Chinook. We Calgary could send easily three teams. So mm-hmm. um, maybe be looking, looking at like, like eight. I think eight's, eight's just a good number, right? Yeah. yeah. So but maybe three Calgary, stick- three Edmonton, two Central. I don't know. Literally, if there's teams out of Saskatchewan and BC that want to get in Ooh. on and willing to make the drive, mm-hmm. we yeah. can get the 16. We can do I, two I, separate I, weekends, right? I think I, I think you get a mess and hat team over there. I think there's enough people that want to play yeah. out there. Yeah. Would I, they travel? Yeah, I think they would. They, Troy, Troy Sites and those guys and Larry Salong, those guys want to play. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I like to be honest with you. If you look at uh, Bonnie Yoon right now, like just don't have the all the all the players don't boulder anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just with everything right. going on. But the yeah. thing is, is like Sherwood Park has a lot of the talent. A lot of those players might go choose to pick Bonnie Dune as their home. Home well, center yeah. to play in the, in the league, right? We we, yeah. we can pl- we can we can field two or three teams if we want to. Yeah, team, team one, team two, team three. Yeah. Would this I be five pin universe or WCBT? Carrie, would it be five five pin? 
Oh, that's a good idea. That'd be cool. Well, we've been talking yeah, about it forever, right? Just within the city of Calgary, just, hey, let's get our five best players and play your five best players and, you know, put a couple couple hundred dollars down on the line and just see who's better, just bragging rights, right? Get a little trophy and have the trophy at your at your center for the next, uh, for, the, for the annual, right? So that'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, if that's I, the I case, think, Mark, yeah. you better actually play. And don't just like pass yourself off. I'll play. Good. Still mad at you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, exactly. We, um, if a if a smaller center wants to host a team and stuff like that, and they're willing to put the team together, we would make it work. We would, uh, if we could only have four players on an eight lane, or sorry, four teams in an eight lane center. You would have a morning session and an evening session. Yeah. Right? It is definitely definitely doable. But, we would never try and cut a center out if yeah. if it's feasible. Well, with that being said, we may not be able to host in every center anyways, because if we get to 16 teams, we are not doing 16 events in a year. 15, 15 weeks, just like the NFL. Screw it. Screw Masters. Screw the Open. <laughs> screw WCBT <laughs> at that point. We well, can't do that. <laughs> We can't do that. <laughs> could be a could be a summer summer thing. But but you know what though? To be honest with yeah. you, with the with the roster size, if it's large enough, then it doesn't matter. You, not everybody has to play all those weeks. And that's that's true. And that's true. also a good point too, Mark. You know what? If it is a summer thing too, or we could do an event on a Saturday in you know Bonnie Dune. We could do an event on a Sunday in Sherrod Park. We can run it the same way as Master. We could do two events in a weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Cool. Good talk. So what Sweet. else you guys got going on? What's what's going on during your COVID year? Well, I'm sure Dex and Tim can attest, but I'm getting pretty tired of just starting leagues. Leagues is uh league players are going coming back, which is good to see, but it's it's a lot of work to 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 host at the moment. So um yeah, but it's good to see people back. People, it's just nice to see people unwind, because like the team comes in, they're they're so hesitant. I get them onto the lane. We tell them that they have their own set. They kind of get used to it, and then they start with the toe bumps with their teammates. Then they go to elbows, and by frame five of the first game, they're high fiving and 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 having a good time, which I think is which is huge for uh, just your mental health, which is mm -hmm. what a lot of people are struggling with right now, right? The, the, the disease of COVID-19 is is bad enough, but I think that the mental uh, weariness that it draws on people is just as bad, if not worse, right? Yeah, I 100%. So bowling, bowling, yeah, is, I bowling is, at least for me, bowling is escape, and I've seen at least 400 people this week where they got to just, well, for paradise, they come down the stairs and they just forget about the world's problems for for uh, for three hours and then go back out. It was good. It was good. I, you know what? I agree with you, Mark. We um, we're fortunate. I think we retained a lot of our bowlers. A lot of a lot of centers were really struggling, and uh, for league wise, uh, we only lost about twenty percent, and we kind of expected that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, some centers out here lost more than forty percent, right? And so for us, I mean, we're, we take that as a positive, and we're actually getting phone calls and new teams signing up right now. So that percentage is actually oh, getting better for us. Um, but you know what, like, uh, our Thursday night league, I'm not going to lie to you. We kind of rigged shifts Our good, our, our fun team shifts are on one shift. And then the, the older team shifts is on the other shift. Right. And, um, 
so we, we all kind of, we all have our limitations and what our, our boundaries are. So our shift is a little bit more walking over and, and talking to people and enjoying it. Right. And then um, it's just nice to see some people, my Sunday match, I'm not going to lie to you was uh, it was a lot. It was uh, I tried to social distance him and within the first two games, it went to shit and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like utmost shit. And I'm like, okay, I had to send an email to my guys. It's like, Hey guys, like I need you guys to try to social distance uh, <laughs> because it was bad. It was really bad, you know? And the worst one was, uh, we have one of our uh, dear friends of ours, a close, close family friend of ours, and he has cancer, and he's hugging everybody. He's like, "Why does it matter? I'm having sur- I'm having surgery on Friday. It doesn't matter." And he's <laughs> just like, "If you if you know the individual, he doesn't he doesn't give two shits, right?" And I'm like, yeah. you're, "You're part of the problem, Henry. You're part of the problem." <laughs> Wow. You, yeah. you did really good on not yeah. saying names. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but it, it it's been really good, right? And uh, it's just the open play needs to open up a little bit, right? Obviously, and yeah. the commit restrictions from that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, we have some ideas up our sleeve that we can we can introduce. Um, that we we're, we're going to try to. I mean, you have to you have to go down trying, right? So it's something we just have to keep going, right? It it makes you wonder, like, and Mark, you can attest to this. It makes you wonder. Um, obviously, you can know which centers that when COVID was closing the centers, which centers were in mm-hmm. there working on their centers when when they were closed, because the centers that opened up that weren't prepared and still aren't prepared is is I don't think is really much there it's unexcusable i would say right for the sport i think it's just yep. sad and the other part is i just i don't know it just uh, it, there's just no excuse for it i don't know i just i feel really bad about it you know in a way for the sport because there's centers out there that are, are prepared and everything else like that and i know some of the str- centers out here that are struggling they put no time and effort into it and now they're really hurting and really for the game of the sport it should never be that way and, and ultimately, that like there fighter. isn't. Yeah, it is right. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, ultimately, there there isn't a whole lot to even like super prepare for. Besides, you know, maybe putting up some glass if you want to, some signage, some places, and ultimately just staying on top of it, and knowing what the regulations are at a time, and just staying on top of that, and then just cre- creating a, a scenario that you feel would be safe. Because if you feel like it'll be yeah. safe, then it, the other people should probably feel like it's safe, right? Yeah. And and ultimately, like it comes down to just optics and and making sure that everybody feels mm-hmm. like they're they're not they're not putting themselves yeah. in danger by being there. Yeah. And and the yeah, other thing that's, is, sorry, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say with uh, with our with our uh, when we were contacting our bowlers, we were taking five to ten minutes to explain everything. Right. Not mm-hmm. just, hey, do you want to come back to bowling? Right. Like that was a that was a big key for us as well. And uh, I just wanted to say, I don't know about your guys's 55 plus program, but ours had uh, six players drop out of like 60. It was. Yeah, we had, we had we lost one team for the 55 plus. It's, very, very I, I, minimal. Isn't that weird? You think it'd be the complete opposite. So you know, they're, they're the most susceptible. Yeah. <laughs> but th- they are the most susceptible without question. But you know what? They were also the ones that would drop in all through the summer while we were working because they just wanted to see a familiar face. And for a lot of them, they don't get any social interaction outside of bowling 
And again, yeah. at some point, and you know what, this is not meant to sound rude, but like at some point, you know, these, a lot of these people are nearing their final years of life too. <laughs> right. But, but do you want to, if you're, you know, realistically you're 80 years old, right. You may have you don't hide five years. Yeah. You may have 10 yeah. years left. You may have, you know, 20 years left, but you may have a year left. Do you want to spend the rest of your time just not seeing anybody? So yeah. the, again, at, at some point you need to balance the risks of your mental health versus the COVID health. And, um, man, uh, a lot of the seniors, again, this is the only place that they get social interaction yeah. and they just need to see their friends. Um, we have one of our seniors who's how old is, how old is K 88, Tim 90, 90. She's 90 now. And she bowls in two of her leagues. She's, she's an, uh, an old teacher. You could definitely tell that she was a teacher. She's very, very strict and by the book and she tells you how it is. And, um, but she's a, a wonderful lady. And there's, there's a, a lady that was on our team, Stella. Um, she uh, she hasn't been bowling this year so far. She did quit, and uh, she quit because uh, her kids. I believe her kids live with her, and I think they have she has grandkids with them too. And uh, they told Stella that she is not that she is not allowed to go out and be around people because she needs to stay home and be safe. Yet those people are going out. Every night, hanging out with their friends, doing their thing, and they're and they're coming back home, and and it makes no difference whether you know she's going out and being around her friends or not, because these people are seeing everybody too. So Kay was like, "Screw this, you're at risk, anyways. Come out and do something for yourself." So they're, yeah. they're she's starting to come bowling yeah. this week, right? Because they, she just needs to see people. So uh, the Salville Center it was a big like a big uh, recreational center out here. Um, mm-hmm. the Savile center, uh, one of our uh, league executives on Tuesday, he does all the ice work and everything else. Like, and he helps out with, with it. Their senior program is they can't, they can't get anything else. They can't get any more teams in They're packed. There's 16 yeah. sheets out there. They can't get any more teams in there, but oh, wow. their men's like their men's night, four teams out of 16 are back. Their mixed leagues, six out of 16. He's like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. I, right. I think, and, uh, okay. The biggest demographic that we've lost is the millennials. We've we lost a lot of millennials and and Gen Yers. It, the, a lot of the baby boomers came back, right? Uh, baby yeah. boomers were probably ninety percent return return rate, um, which is maybe chalk it up to loss of jobs or or just the fear, not fear, but the information that social media can provide mm. on an hourly basis for these people, right? Or if you're I, a little I, older, stuck to yeah. the internet, right? I don't know. I, I, I think a lot a, of it's schooling too, right? A lot of people are worried about their kids in school and they're waiting and seeing that that's what a lot of them said. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, they're, and you know what? Like, uh, at the end of the day, if they didn't want to come back, uh, I fully respect that. Just let me know. Like, it yeah, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, like time to move on. And they say they'll, yeah, they'll say they'll come back and then they, then they just don't show up. And they're like, oh, I decided yeah. last second that it wasn't worth the risk. It's like, Oh, I'm okay with that. Just, just tell me, tell me up front. Uh, that's, uh, that's okay. That's all good. Yeah. 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 So crazy. Anyways, just, yeah. yeah, it's just my personal opinion. It's just, it is what it is. It's a virus. You're not going to not, you're not going to avoid this virus unless you don't see anybody at any time. It's just, it's the risk that we all take by stepping out of the door every day. Yeah. 
I'm not saying it's contagious, it's extremely contagious. Yeah. Pre prevention goes a long way, though. So. Right? Correct. Yeah. Wearing masks. Sanit we sanitize. Have, uh, we have yeah. big time. Yep. Yep. Did do, anybody do it right. else see that video of did, see, see the video of Paul Rudd yesterday talking about the masks? If you haven't seen that, yeah, search Paul Rudd Como like mask wearing video. Everybody should go out there and search it. It is fantastic. If you don't love Paul Rudd already, you will after this video. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> so. Oh, well, for sure. So well, you guys got any stories? <laughs> no? Story Man, time? Come on, a couple COVID. stories. Uh, do you guys <laughs> what stories do we have during COVID? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I met a guy I met a guy with like a prosthetic leg. That was a quite a story, but <laughs> that, that, that's not a bowling related story. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's true. I got stories. I got stories from other people. If you want to hear them, I got. Uh, um, so, do you guys know who Stan Black is? Corner with Mark Miller. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys know who? Well, I'll give you kind of. The, probably this is probably one of the coolest uh, cash tournament stories I've ever heard. Do you guys know who Stan Black is? Yes. So I was talking with Barry Ellert. Uh, Stan Black's passed away, um, but they they went to the Rose Bowl one year. And I was talking to Barry about this recently. And Stan Black was in the 16s or the 8s of the of the Rose Bowl. Anyways, back in the day, you weren't allowed to drink um, at these cash tournaments. So for a little bit there, there was no booze allowed. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was the shocker, right? I'm like, no booze? What? So anyways, um, <laughs> Stan Black was notorious for having drinks. So um, he always carried a Mickey in his in his uh, bag. Anyways, um, he was up substantially on his match. Um, I can't remember who he was playing, but uh, the way Barry said it was uh, Stan Black kind of had him had him under the on the ropes after two games, and then Buddy called him out uh, that uh, he thinks he has uh, Rye in his drink. <laughs> so, anyways, before before the judge, according to Barry, this is not my story. This is Barry's story. Uh, before the judge could get to the could get to the drink, Stan Black goes. You know what? You want to win that bad? I'm out. And he just picked up his glass and walked away. Wow. That was it. Just walked out of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> that's you crazy. You hear a story like that? That's nuts, right? Yeah, so, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, a little... It's almost like calling somebody out for personal bowling balls without an engraving. Weird. Yeah, dick move, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's how you get you blackballed. Are... You wanna you wanna win that bad? Yeah, How bad or nobody will be around you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, what else? Have you, have you guys? Well, Dex and Tim probably heard this story. You ever heard Tom Stevenson's story about uh, the Invitational? I don't think so. Where the one he won? He was playing some gentleman from Quebec, and when you get to the finals, you get down to two games, and um, <laughs> look at Donson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, how, how uh, so how, how, I'm, I'm sorry, Don. How does that work? Oh, I'm just gonna take a bite of my Pringles. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Was Pringles even around back then? How does, that, how does that work? <laughs> Gotta get every crumb. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, Mark. So, so any, yeah, so, so Tom gets to the finals and he's uh, he's playing some guy from Quebec and you play two games. Uh, the guy changed shirts after the first game of the finals. And Tom asked him what, why, why, what's going on with the shirt change? Were you getting a little too hot? And the guy goes, "No, I want to look good for my championship photo." Wow. <laughs> Tom, that's confidence. Tom, that's confidence. Tom said he, yeah. Tom said he ran seven from the gun and had him had him dead by the eighth game. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that I wish I could that. see some of this stuff. You just don't hear stories or see stories like that anymore. We're all too nice. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's a very respectful community that we have now, you know. <laughs> yeah, those old school guys. But, like I said, the, the, only, the only thing, like, I mean, was Ian Howe at TPC being like, "I want to oh, beat yeah. you, but so I keep my record against you." That's my maybe it's a... <laughs> like okay, three eighty. Like, like, don't do it. Don't do it. We just there's there's a, a thing called bowling karma, and it will always bite you in the ass. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. be nice, unless you're you know bowling Tim, right, Mark? Yeah. But then you could then you could do whatever you want. It's fine. It's easy to mess with that guy. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I still have control over this. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna have to take that away from you. <laughs> you're asking about the numbers um unfortunately i don't keep track day to day i know there was 120 or 130 more cases today but um overall i have i have no idea um, yeah but alberta alberta has been opening opening up stuff i think it's due to mostly the schools they're having um some outbreak cases at the schools here in alberta yeah. um but from what i understand if they have an outbreak um because they have cohort classes they just send the whole class home and the staff associated with that yeah. cohort so, for 14 days so um i think they're maintaining it very well um but we'll see we're only uh, a week yeah. and a half into the school season so but but an outbreak is only two two people Two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we currently have uh we're we're getting about 150 new cases a day, sort of thing. There's fifteen hundred active cases in Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. Which still doesn't feel like all that bad. No, it's no. it's being managed. It's not um it's not exponentially growing, right? It's kind of the around the same number it has been for quite a few weeks. We were getting pretty low there in uh middle of summer but obviously with people being opened up and restaurants opening up people going doing stuff you're, you're obviously going to get an uptick in cases but yeah. i think it's managed very well i don't well, think and uh and a big, a big number two is hospitalizations are way down as well which means yeah, those who need to be protected are being protected we have seven icu right now i think yeah, six Thir is, 38 is, in hospital and six six in icu yeah yeah which is all Nothing. in all, not not a bad stat. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, opinion. as long as people stay stay respectful and sanitize <laughs> and all that good stuff. That, that, uh, that, that's Robert's that uh, alcohol. alcohol level? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, that blood to alcohol level. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And right. and hopefully Ontario obviously gets it under control. I don't know if that's a, a serious outbreak or if that's kind of what they've been pulling every day. I'm not too sure, Kathy, but obviously if they're looking all all, at reducing, though, reducing it, that's there's got to be something to it. It's it's in my like again my opinion. I think this is positive news. I think what they're doing is slowly reopening and it's it's back to bowling. It's good for bowling. It's uh, as long as we're we're doing it the right way, right? Um, we're protecting the people. We're social distancing. Um, I'm really looking forward to potentially hosting an autumn open that uh, where where we can keep everybody safe. Absolutely. On a serious note. I, I kind of just like that every time those comments come up, it like literally blocks my entire face. <laughs> every time, like I, I turn the feature off here. I'll turn it back on for you. Oh no, it's fine. No, nope, you're bumped up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I think I think guys, we'll wrap this uh, podcast up. Yep. Mark, I can't thank you enough again for joining us. Um, nope, you no are one of the hopefully applicants that want to join the podcast full time, but you'll nope. let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that you took well, her last name, Mark. That is that's really that's yeah. brave of you. What's that? Bruno? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brave. Don't, that's progressive. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Yeah, when your mother in law is a Canadian president or a Canadian <laughs> president. Yeah. I don't I don't really want to be on the show too often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Be be your be your own man. Yeah, yeah Mark yeah. Bruno. Who is Mark Bruno? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right there, Timothy. I can't yeah. Mark, please please hang out for a couple minutes after and we can just chat about life and uh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Um, uh, just one last uh, thank you to all the patron members that are still supporting us. I know we took that month hiatus, um, but obviously we're we're doing a little bit of other things, but we're going to continue trying doing this podcast and hopefully doing some of these challenge matches throughout the next, hopefully, couple months um, before yeah. things get rock and rolling again. Um, it may not always be podcasts, but we'll try to get media out every week of some sort. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to help support us, um, the banners are going to scroll across the bottom here. Uh, you can just find us at patreon.com at fi- or slash five pin universe. And uh, you can become a patron as low as $2 a day or $2 a day. Yikes. Uh, don't do that one. <laughs> don't do it. Do it. <laughs> or do it. Do or it. Do it. Like, $2 a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, $2 a month. Or you can uh, go up for the upper tiers and get some perks. Um, we're going to try and introduce some more stuff and uh, get a little bit more involved and uh, get this thing rock and rolling. If, right. if you do the $30 one, you can have a one-on-one Skype session with Tim Wiseman. Oh, and he'll he'll dress sexy for you, no, too. You, you want people to pay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> $5 handies, I heard. They're not going so well. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Peace out. Thanks, Thanks.